want apple juice. Lucas wants apple juice. I know, I heard him can say I that. Can I have apple juice? Yeah, you can have apple juice. Can I have soda? Yes, you can have soda. Can I press that button? No, you can't press that button. Why? Because that's going to play the theme song. I'm not ready to Click. start the pot. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for finding me wherever you found me. I really appreciate that. We all want to be found, and you found me, so thanks. Uh, maybe you found me on Spotify, Amazon, uh, I don't know. I'm just going to start naming just random stuff on uh, on Hip Hop Hippity Hop, uh, wherever it is. Wherever you found the podcast, thank you. Give it a like, give it a subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell anybody that you see. Uh, spread the word. I really appreciate it, and thank you for taking the time to listen here today. Um, yeah, it's been a rough morning, man. Some mornings are like coffee mornings and some mornings are energy drink mornings. This has been an energy drink morning. And between you and I, I hate energy drink mornings. <laughs> They're the worst mornings. Those are the mornings where I can't get anything going, where I'm in a hurry. I don't have time to brew coffee. Um, and the irony being that I, I did have time this morning. It was one of those things where when I get these kids ready, you know, they, they're with me on Fridays and getting them ready for school. We always have extra time. We're always hanging out a little bit, sitting around. Uh, of course, things come up at the last minute, last minute, you know, outfit changes or things that aren't in the bag, things that need to be in the bag, forms that need to be filled out. They make you fill out these forms every day for the stupid school saying, you know, has your child had a fever for COVID? Like, no, no, no. I mean, it's just a succession of no's. No, have I have I traveled outside of the country since freaking yesterday when I filled this format? No, like so you have to go through all that stuff. So there's all these things to do. So it was kind of a rough morning. When we got to the school, I had to park not so close. And here's something I don't think I've talked about this before, but I actually have a handicap placard. I guess it's called for the car. I don't have it on my license plate. And I barely ever use it. It's one of those little things that when I need to park in a handicapped spot with Lucas, I take it out, I hang it on my, on my rear view mirror. As you guys know, Lucas has autism. He's nonverbal. And what's crazy is that in life, and I think for a lot of us, this is true. We don't really think of ourselves as being in need of anything. So I never thought about handicap stickers. I never thought about getting one for the car. And it was always like the if it ever did pop into my head or somebody brought it up, I'd be like, nah, I'm gonna take it away from somebody who really needs it, you know. But here I am, you know, in my at the time, you know, mid to late thirties, carrying around this giant boy who's getting bigger by the day. Today he's he's gigantic. He's he's in shape in the fact that round is a shape. He's he's very big, man. Every time I talk to like his teachers or his therapists, like, what should we work on? I'm like, he's really fat, right? Like, yeah, he's a little fat. I'm like, I'm, it's a bad sign when they tell you like, oh yeah, he's a little fat. So he's a giant kid, man. He's a big boy, big husky, pugsley looking kid. So I'm sitting there and I'm like carrying him around. I'm driving around in circles for so long looking for a spot that's close enough that I don't have to, you know, you know, carry this kid too far or like pick him up if he decides he wants to sit on the floor or if he's going to whine his way there. Uh, something that'll just be easier for him to get back to. And that's when one day it hit me. I'm like, oh, I need a handicap sticker. 
like it just popped in my head like no you do need this this isn't nonsense this isn't you know you just wanting to have this thing to park wherever you want to park and to be frank with you guys since i got it i never use it and when i say i never use it i mean i first of all i zero ever no times ever used it without lucas ever as far as being with lucas i use it maybe like five percent of the time that i have him you know, if it's an emergency, if like there's no spots available, if he has to run in, if it's like a doctor's appointment or he's upset, handicap, we go in. There are definitely times it'll come in handy. But what people don't tell you and one of the, the hidden truths about handicap parking that I didn't realize until I actually had handicap parking is it's not as abundant as you would think it is. And it's not, I feel like when you don't have the placard, when you don't have the sticker and you drive around, there's all these handicapped spots and you're so eager to like park in them. But as soon as you really need one, they're not there. For example, this morning we go to his school and I go to do the drop-off. Now I'm doing drop-off with my kids on the days that I have them, which is kind of rough because they're very close to each other in terms of time. Uh, it's a mad dash, dude. Picking these kids up from like school is nuts. The other parents are crazy. Everyone's mad. People are parked like sideways. They're like, how, how did you park upside down? People are ridiculous how they park. So you would think, all right, well, James, you have a handicap placard. You can park wherever you want. There are like two handicap spots at my son's school. His program has 15 kids in it. So needless to say, there's not enough spots. There's never enough spots. Like if you go to a place where you all have to be dropped off at the same time, there's a, a huge amount of kids in this one class. They're all going to be handicap sticker kids. People are going to have to be without a spot. But here's what gets even crazier. The handicap spot is right next to where the buses park. So you can't get to the handicap spot because there's buses there and you have to let your kid out. So now I'm like, what's so I'm parking like in bad spots. I'm parking sideways. I'm parking, you know what I mean? Like all these weird, you're parking like on the corner where it says not to park. You're parking on top of a fire hydrant. Wherever you can get the car, you get the car. So I parked in the wrong spot. I ended up parking in a spot that it turns out was a drop off and pick up. They tell you later. They're like, you know, Mr. Gutman, this is for a drop off and pick up. I'm like, where should I park? They're like, oh, talk to the office. I'm like, God. All right, thank you for nothing, for, you know, for no information whatsoever. So I ended up parking, not too far away, but far away enough. And we start walking into the school, and Lucas gets excited, and he starts kind of like trotting. I'm like, oh, go you, go you. And of course, takes a header, falls on the, on the pavement, cries a little bit. I get up, rubbing him, you know, rubbing his knee, kind of like dusting him off. You'll be all right, you'll be all right. And one of the sweetest moments too, though, as we walked up to the front door, there was a kid there, a kid I didn't know, never don't know this kid at all, not in his class. And when we walked up, the kid goes, is he okay? I'm like, yeah, buddy, thank you. Like, it was like such a nice gesture that I don't think we talk about stuff like that enough. I think so often, you know, we're lamenting about how the kids aren't tough today. And oh, and the bully, like, I like that. I like the kids are caring and this kid's gonna ask me if he's all right. And he didn't ask it like as a joke. He wasn't laughing with his mom. He really meant it. He's like, is he okay? I said, yeah, he's fine. It was sweet, it was nice. I get Lucas into the uh, into the main lobby area of the school. And I look down again to go check on his knee. And I see that he actually ripped his pants open, like right on the knee when he fell. His scrape wasn't that bad. It was a little red. I'm going to have to put like Band-Aid on it or something. But like, oh my God, dude. And there is, as a parent, especially to a child who's nonverbal, a child with special needs, no worse feeling of heartbreak 
then leaving your kid at the school after he's fallen or after he doesn't feel well or there's been some sort of accident. And of course, he's cool as hell, man. Lucas is... I try to talk about this because I feel like... I feel like people don't get it. I actually wrote already Monday's blog post, so I'm not going to give too much information on it, but there's a bit of foreshadowing from what I'm talking about here today where people don't get who my son is. They don't understand our deal. They don't understand what makes him special to me. They think that if you have a child who's nonverbal, if you have a child who has special needs, your main concern is that you wish you didn't have a child with special needs. And you know what? I'm not guessing I get it. And the reason why I get it is because there was a time where I didn't have a child with special needs. And I would hear about families or see families on TV or I go to the supermarket or I go, and I've written about these before where you look across the parking lot and there's a a father with a special needs kid and you think to yourself, poor dad, he's a superhero taking care of that kid. But what you don't get is that, at least for me, there are many days where Lucas is like the coolest person I've dealt with that day. A lot of people suck, man. A lot of people suck. So I've had people like that. I've had people express like a certain amount of, you know, uh, I don't know, sympathy towards me, thinking that, you know, I, I wish I didn't have him or, you know, maybe jealousy over over their kid not having special needs where some of the people who think that I'm thinking to myself, have you met your kid? Because your kid is a dork. Your kid might talk, but your kid's words are ridiculous. And I don't like your kid. And your kid's kind of a weenie. My kid is not a weenie. Lucas is cool. Uh, he's, you know, he's got his delays. There's things that we need to do with him that are a little more pressing than other people have to deal with. Things that I'm teaching him today that other people would have been done with years ago. You know, we drove to the school today. We're listening to Sesame Street songs in the car. Most people with, you know, kids who are going to be 10 in a month, holy crap, um, don't listen to Sesame Street. Don't listen to Rafi. Don't listen to Lori Berkner anymore. We do. We do all these things. And we have we're ups, we have our downs, but just like with my daughter, my daughter has some days where I'm like, she is fantastic. And other days where I'm like, I want to see how far I can throw this kid. So we've definitely had those balances, but it's with any kid is like that. Lucas is cool as hell. So dropping him off this morning, even with his scraped leg and even with everything, he's all smiles. He gives me a hug before he leaves. And I miss him as soon as he's gone. As soon as he's gone drive i go you know i had to go pick up some things after i left you know run some errands but yeah man stayed in my head for a while it kills you as a parent you know if you have a if you have a child that really needs you and i think that's the main difference i think with having a special needs child the one thing that really is different is that you know everybody's kid needs them you know everyone needs their their mom or dad people say it sometimes almost as like as a mantra or almost as like some sort of uh you know method of inspiration they turn around and they go, no matter how old your little girl gets, she's always going to need her mama. She's always going to need her daddy. You know, and you say it almost as a reminder because you forget because your kid grows up and they're not going to need you as much. And you have to like kind of tell yourself that. Nobody says it about Lucas because, yeah, he needs me. Like that's it's right there. It's, it's on the table. There's no like guesswork. There's no, does he need me? No, he totally needs me. Uh, he needs me to live, to move, to eat, to do all the things he has to do. And, you know, maybe one day he won't, but maybe one day he always will. When you have somebody like that in your life, somebody who relies on you, somebody that you know needs you every single day, it hurts more when they get hurt. And it really did. Today was uh, today was kind of rough, man. It was a rough morning just to, like, leave him behind. So, But he was good. He's cool. He's always going to be cool. It is what it is. But, yeah, man, handicap parking sucks. I don't know. 
I don't know what what anybody if there was like literally like a handicapped parking lot, you'd be like, all right, well, every school's got a handicapped parking lot. No, it was there's only like three spots, and you know you can't even get to them. So that is what it is. It was one of those mornings. It is an energy drink morning. Hopefully, I have the energy for you guys, uh, and hopefully, we uh, we had a good week. I think I think the blogs did pretty well this week. I was really excited about getting to share some of my stories with you guys, talk a little bit about what I have going on. As you know, we do this every single Monday and Wednesday. I'm on High Blog. I'm Dad. Uh, I do this podcast every every Friday. And I wrote this week, uh, starting on Monday, with a blog called, So Did Life Turn Out Like You Expected? And I, uh, I didn't write about it, but I always remembered when I was a kid, I don't know if it was um, Peanuts or it was a comic that I had read. And in the comic, one of the characters, I think it was Peanuts, had a future machine. And the future machine would tell you, you know, um, how old you were going to be like when you died. Maybe not that. It was something about it. It told you something about your age. It was going to tell you what job you were going to have. And I remember the last thing it was like, it's even going to tell you who you're going to marry. And it was like this machine that was supposed to tell you the future. And I think a lot of us assumed things about our own future. I used to think about that comic when I was little, like, wow, what's my life going to be like? And I would have images. You know, you're going to grow up, you're going to be like your parents. You, you, after that, you're going to be like your grandparents. You're going to get married, you're going to have kids, you're going to live in a house with a picket fence, you're going to have a dog and a lawnmower. And then you grow up and things don't usually work out the way you envision them. And they didn't work out that way for me. Even as a kid, kind of emulating the grownups around me, I'm really glad I ended up not doing that. I grew up around some pretty crazy stuff. You know, we're not even getting into detail, but I mean, it's, it comes down to... The cycles. They talk about the cycles of how we act, right? You act like, you know, the grownups that you saw when you were a kid and, and eventually your kid will act the way you acted and things like that. Unless something happens, unless you get old enough to realize that what you saw was wrong. And that happened with me. I had my heart surgery. Uh, but even before then, I started to realize like, this isn't the way to live life. I don't have to be mad all the time, right? I could be, I could be chill, you know? Yeah, but people take advantage of you. Yeah, let them take advantage of me. Most of them don't matter anyway, and they really don't. Like, I don't know. If you're one of the people who've done me wrong and you're listening to this, like, peace. Like, I'm, I'm good. I don't really care. Um, not to say it doesn't bother you a little bit. Like, there's nothing worse than, like, somebody who, you know, you really don't even like anyway, kind of, like, being dismissive of you. It's like, dude, I kept you around even though you suck. Uh, but it's not the kind of thing that you beat yourself up about. It's not the kind of thing, that, at least with me, that, you know, I wake up every morning. Oh, my God. Like, it's, it's the initial shock is kind of annoying, but... Everything after that, it's like, all right, good. Clean the plate. You know, I think once you lose enough people through through death, through, you know, estrangement, through fights, through things like that, once you start to to pick people out of your roster, uh, it makes it easier going forward when other people disappear. It's not as hard as as I guess it is for others. So it's not that hard for me. But as my life evolved, as I grew and I went through the things I did, I got divorced. You know, I'm living on my own in this house. I can yell. I remember that every once in a while when no one's here and I'm just like, no one's here. Like That's awesome. Uh, so I get to do that. That's pretty cool. I never got to do that before. Uh, I can just go out whenever I want. You know, if it's 1130 at night, I'm like, you know what? I wish I had a root beer. I'll just go to 7-Eleven, buy a root beer. There's no kids here. And like, so it's kind of a weird situation and it's not where I expected myself to be right now in 2021, but here I am. And that's, that's kind of what's happening. So life didn't turn out the way I expected, but, eerily it's good it's it's i'm happy and i'm good with it and that i think is one of the things that a lot of people have to come to grips with i have friends who talk all the time about what they didn't do man years ago we should have 
should have started a business. Why? Like what kind of business? I don't know, something. Look at all these other people that make businesses. I didn't want to do a business, dude. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Man, when we were younger, we should have joined a different fraternity. We should have you know, joined this. We should have done that. It's a lot of what ifs and I should have and I should have and I should have. I don't really have any of that. Honest to God, I really don't have any of that. I don't, I don't look back on that. What I like to do is I like to analyze the things that I did do and understand how they led me to the spot where I'm at now and try to figure out maybe going forward what I need to do to get to different spots. That's a good way to do it. Like playing like human chess of life, you know, not regretting what you've done already, but figuring out, okay, what's my next step? How is that going to help me going forward? So those are the things I do think about, but I don't regret. I'm not a big regret guy. Um, And that's kind of what that blog was about, about life in general and how we turn out and who we become. Uh, and there was a lot that I went through to get me here. So all those, all those low points, all those terrible stories growing up as a kid around some of the grownups there, those all helped to mold me into who I am. And I'm proud of it and I'm happy about it. Um, and yeah, I don't regret anything. Not a, not a single one. On Wednesday, and here's a good one for you because I forgot a story in it. So I'm going to tell you guys a story. It's, it's quick, but it, it's, I'm, I'm kicking myself. Maybe that's a regret. I'm like, I have no regrets. I regret not telling you the story. On Wednesday, I wrote, it's hard work not messing up these kids because it is hard work not messing up these kids. Not saying things to them. Like if if you have a child who's sick and they throw up, right? You're supposed to like be cool and clean. You're supposed to be like, it's okay, buddy. It's all right. You're right. You okay? It's okay. I'll clean it. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll clean it up. You're not supposed to go, oh my God, what are you doing? No, 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 stop. Well, ah, you don't, you don't do that. You want to do that. Oh my God, do you want to do that? But you don't. And even if you do do it, you have to like pull it back and make go, oh, are you okay? I'm so upset when you get sick. In reality, in your head, you're just like, oh my God, that was close. It, it's definitely a, a tightrope to walk. You have to always constantly be the mature adult in the room. But there's things that we could say and things that we could do that could screw up our kids pretty bad. And it's our job as parents not to do that. And it's hard not to do that. The story I left out, and here's the story, and it would have been perfect for this blog. Um, I, just, I didn't write it down. I got to take better notes sometimes. Because I, I, it's one of the reasons why I thought of this blog to begin with. I had a day where I had accidentally left one of my contact lenses in my eye. I had one in and one out. I thought I had taken them both out. I want to just preface this by saying I hate contact lenses. I hate them. I hate them so much. I hate touching my eye. I hate when they like hurt a little bit. I spend the whole day like twitching and blinking. I hate that. I like to like wear sunglasses while driving when I have contacts in. That's about the only benefit of contact lenses. So this day I was wearing my contacts. I took them out, but I only took one out. I forgot to take the other one out or I didn't do it and thought I did. And all day I had been getting this like blurred vision in one eye and I was getting like off balance. It was really bad. It was going on for a while and I'm standing there and I'm like holding my head and Olivia's just sitting there and she's, you know, and this is like recent. So she was like 12. She's like watching TV or something. Like I, and when you have a kid who's 12, you sometimes think that they don't even pay attention to you because they usually don't. I can't tell you how many times I've told Olivia a story and she'll go, you know, I'll be like, yeah, and then we do this. And then what we're going to do is going to go there. And then tomorrow we'll head, you know, we'll talk to them and we'll go to this place and then we could do all that. And then there'll be silence and she'll go, what? I'm like, are you for real? So I repeat it. The whole thing again. Then, you know, so, but then we'll talk to them. We'll go blah, 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 and we'll go up there. We'll turn around. We'll make the U-turn. We'll go down there and then we'll go talk to them. And she'll go, what? And I go, dude, I swear to God, you say what one more time? I'm like, you're gonna, I'm saying it one more time. 
and you have to listen. We go through this. It's like a constant, I don't know what that's about. It's really it's very annoying. Anyway, you always assume that they're not really paying attention to you anyway. So I just talk out loud. That's what we do. Adults do that. I do that. You just kind of like, you ever do that? You walk around the house. I got to go to the bank today. No one's home. You're just saying it out loud. I got to go to the bank today. Oh my God. I got to go to the bank. I got to get my hair cut. Who the hell are you talking to? You know, you just do that. So when you have kids, you do it around the kids too. And I'm standing there and I'm just like, oh, I'm rubbing my, my eye. And I'm like, my God. I'm like, I'm so dizzy today. You know? And I go, oh, I hope I'm having a stroke. Right? Which is a tongue-in-cheek joke, although I really was kind of concerned <laughs> that I wasn't having a stroke. One of the drawbacks after my heart surgery was that I could have had a stroke. Worried about that one a lot. That was a that was a worry for a couple of years. Still a worry now to this day. Uh, you get a blood clot that just goes up to your brain. That's that. Um, you just hope it doesn't go to your heart because that one just kills you all together. It was a fun. It was a fun post surgery um, <laughs> checklist of things to worry about. But I was, I was worried. I'm like, I hope I don't, I don't, hope I don't have a stroke. Now, she's also at that age where you forget, you know, as adults, we say that stuff all the time. You know, your friend would be like, are you all right? Be like, yeah, man, my head hurts. Man. I hope I don't have an aneurysm. I feel like my head's going to start bleeding. Oh my God, look. Or you tell friends, I've done this too. I'm like, listen, I'm like, if anything happens to me, just so you know, like, I don't feel good. And they're like, are you, are you all right? Like you scare people with some of the stuff we say. As growing up, so we're used to it. We're used to saying things like that to each other. You know, I hope I don't have, you know, you know, a disease, I open up cancer. There's a million things that we say out loud to each other as grownups that are just, they're, they're humor, but they're not humor. They're like, they're us worrying about things, but we've also become, you know, um, accepting of probability of life. Like, yeah, you know what? There's a probability that I might have a stroke one day. This might be that stroke. Not saying it out loud doesn't mean it's not going to happen. I'll just say it. I hope I'm not having a stroke. Anyway, I said that with my 12-year-old in the room. And after I'm rubbing my eye, I let go of my, my eyes and I open them and I look down and she is staring at me with her mouth hanging open. Like, and I'm like, what? Oh, I'm not really. I'm like, I'm, I'm joking. I'm not really having a stroke. She's like, why would you say that? I'm like, I don't saying it was like a joke. I'm sorry. It's not very funny. I'm like, ah, I'm sorry. It's not very funny. It's not very funny. Long story short, no stroke, stupid contact lens thing. But you see how close I came to screwing my kid up. Imagine if I had a stroke right then. How stupid would that have been? If I, I hope I'm not having a stroke and then that's it. And then she'll just be, that'll be her story forever. She'll be on her deathbed and they'll be like, grandma, why were you so mean to everybody? She'll be like, when I was a kid, my dad is it. I hope I don't have a stroke. And then he had a stroke and I was the only one at home. It would have been terrible. So I didn't even think about it, but that's how close you get to screwing your kids up. If I didn't open my eyes and she wasn't looking at me, if she had a better poker face, she doesn't have a good poker face at all. If she had a better poker face, I wouldn't have known. So it really was a, uh, a close call when it came to when it came to screwing her up. If you want more examples of messing your kids up, read the blog. It was uh, it was one that I was really proud of. I really liked it. It was it, it's a big fear the parents have. And I've written things about this before. I wrote one years ago called "We're All We're All Messing Up," I think it was called or something like that. Where a lot of what we do as parents sometimes could be um, you know teeter in the wrong direction. And you know I've had them as well. So nobody's perfect. We do what we do. We are who we are, and that's that. All right, guys, I am done. As I said before, it is definitely an energy drink day. I'm going to try to make my way through the rest of it um, down some of this, uh, what is this? Bang energy drink. I like these these energy drinks. If I'm going to drink one, it's going to be that. Uh, I am a coffee guy. I'll tell you a quick story too. I'll never forget this one. I, I do love coffee. Coffee is my go-to. That's why I'm complaining about the energy drinks. I used to work at a gym about 
12 years ago. Ugh. Terrible job. Insane job. Crazy job. There were two owners. Uh, this was not... This owner was a little off, but he was not the um, the one that everyone was afraid of. He's the other one. And I remember one morning I came in, I had a soda with me. And he goes, uh, he goes, oh, are you a soda guy? I had just started this job, right? Just started it. He goes, are you a soda guy? And I'm like, my soda guy? He's like, yeah, you're a soda guy too? And I'm like, oh. And I thought he was asking if I like soda, which is such a weird question. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I like soda. He goes, oh, I knew it. He's like, you're just like me. I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, coffee? Ugh, I hate coffee. I don't drink coffee at all, just soda. He's like, ugh, me and you, man. Soda drinkers, stand against these coffee drinkers. And I'm like, oh my God. And now I'm screwed because now this guy owns the business. I just started working there. I didn't want to turn around and be like, no, I like coffee. I'm not with you. I was like, I was like, oh yeah, ha, ha, ha. And then for the rest of the time I was there, I was constantly paranoid about this guy seeing me drinking coffee. That said, if he's listening right now, I haven't worked for you in a while. Love coffee. Wish I was drinking it now. Drinking an energy drink. Not too thrilled about it. Uh, so that does it for me. Until next time, James Gutman, be well. Bye, bud. I'm dead.